views expressed on the Health on a Win podcast is not a substitute for the medical advice of your licensed physician, nurse practitioner, or any other health professional whose care you are under. Consult with your healthcare professional about any matters relating to your health and health needs, and before beginning any new health program or implementing any health information discussed on this podcast or on whatismyhealth.com. So I was just thinking, like your brother, your brother went to this, um, your brother was 07, right? Yeah, well, let me think about that for a second. Yeah, I got my brother Robert. He was he was friends with my sister in, for a oh, while yeah? in high school, cool. middle school or high school. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens like once in a while. Like someone will come on from like a thousand years ago. From like I know them from somewhere else. Be like, oh, you know my brother. I'm not I'm not ever sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing when they're saying they know yeah. who one of us is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not such a trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like. I mean, not that far away from each other, but like, yeah. But still, the the thing that gets me is like years later to like hear about it now, like four years later, someone like you know so and so, and it's like yeah, like we might might have lived in the same town or something, but just to hear like how did I come up when you were talking to that person six years later? I probably yeah. haven't seen him since you know I graduated. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. So uh, we're here today, uh, Mike Travato, uh, here with John Velser from Astronado. Hello. On the third episode of health on a whim the what is my health podcast devoted to pretty much everything at this point because we've, we've covered so many different topics uh john is a member of the band astronauto and uh the only member the, right he's a, it's a, it's a one-man band which i did not realize until today uh, right now basically because we make so much sound <laughs> i like that you talk about it as like the third person like a we though that i think that's really cool yeah, and that's probably why uh, that's yeah. probably why i thought there were more of you but um and, and it expands the contracts i have a few friends who who play a gig once in a while like there's a few friends who just out of them just being such awesome people and uh liking my music for some reason they know the songs so i'll be like if, if this friend of that friend's at the show they i have like two or three buddies but yeah more often than not it's me running the generalness so. yeah and I, I have friends come and go like playing shows but it's just like, yeah and I, 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 that's something i definitely wanted to get into too because cool. i know you you've been you've been doing music for a long time i had no yeah. I, I don't know why i didn't know this yeah well i didn't realize it was just you that's a newer thing of the last uh year maybe a little longer than a year uh started and um, just fortunately and surprisingly, it's been the one thing for me that's been like picking up really quickly and stuff and I've been playing a lot. So on the recordings I do under the name Astronauto, it's pretty much all me and I record with a friend, uh, his name is Nick Vito. He does, uh, the producing and engineering. So he'll like record and like maybe put a guitar here or there, okay. but it's me doing all the instruments. And then when I play live, I have a few like effect pedals. And I okay. play, I got like two keyboards and my guitar. So it's cool. I can like hit the pedal. And I'll like play a little snippet, and I hit it, and it'll like loop. loop back, yeah. So like I'll play like a percussive beat on my guitar and put down a beat. And uh, the thing I do that's a little different from uh, other people who do it, which it's still such a small category anyway, where anyone who does is automatically like pretty individualistic, even if they relate to each other. I, I use three separate ones. A lot of people they'll have them all feeding into the same thing, so they could stay on the tempo and stuff. Okay. I have the idea of like. Um, you know, some things not having a per se a rhythm or like ambient, they could float around. So I have like three 
separate things going at once that can like phase in and out of each other. Wow. Where one has like the tempo of like the actual song that I'll play and sing over, okay. and the others are like these synthy things that go in and out, and I'll I'll like collage them together as I'm playing. Really? Yeah. That so. is <laughs> that is so cool. It's I, been I, getting really good, you know, reviews from people. So I mean, did, it's really fun. Yeah. I thought <laughs> I honestly thought you were in like a three or four person band. I, you know, and I am <laughs> as well. Yeah, and I play in uh, the you know I have a group named Medicine Fish that uh, that is straight up just a rock and roll band. Four guys, two guitars, bass and drums. Yeah, and I, I just play guitar in them. Yeah. So so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty back and forth, and uh, I'm also playing keyboards right now in a group. Um, uh, this uh, female uh, artist, her name's Claire Ravy, and she plays like guitar and sings, and she plays with other female vocalists. So they do like these three-part harmonies, and okay. I, I and I play keyboards with them, um, cool. like just my weird electric keyboards. Yeah, it's really cool. And then I play bass in another group uh, named John Mayu once in a while too. Which so um, you're in I'm like, four. Yeah, <laughs> technically part I guess of four acts. Count. <laughs> yeah. Two, uh, yeah, well, I, I play pretty steadily with Claire as well now, so I guess three. It, it works out pretty pretty well, uh, and scheduling-wise, it's been pretty nice. You know, again, good thing I got in shape because it's yeah. a lot. And it's literally, that that was another huge thing of a lifestyle choice. It's like, you know, being that busy, and especially in the last year or so, I've been traveling a lot, you know, doing a lot of tours, and it's up to me. I'm the only person in the band. I'm driving with everything. It's all on me. Like, you know, I can't be having a giant meal and partying that night and then having a you know, the stuff stop around. And, yeah. I'm not even just stopping to go to the bathroom. Although that's, you know, that sounds silly. But you know, when you're on the road, having to do that twice, that you know, yeah. you lose an hour in the middle of the day, and then you hit rush hour. It could really, yeah, that really, really be a pain, up. you know. Uh, but beyond that, just, just, you know, you get worn out, and you just when you, you're not always in the comforts of home, you know. And even if you are, you know, you want to focus on what you're doing. <laughs> so how often, like, how often do you, where do you tour, and like, how often do you play? Um, well, I I play pretty often lately. It's been like a very steady stream. Like the last year, last year I think I played like eighty shows or something like that. So forget that. It's somewhere between a third and a quarter. As astronaut, um, I think total mostly astronaut. It was like fifty nine or some around sixty shows of astronaut, and then like another twenty plus of other okay groups and you know uh medicine fish it, it'll work out really nice where it'll be like i'll do a bunch of astronauto shows and then at the end of me doing like a month's worth of concerts you know people know especially now where it's getting out a bit more finally um you know people know i also play in a band and sometimes you know as as fun and as good of reviews i get with the astronaut thing it's not always super appropriate like a super loud bar i'll get pretty drowned out it's more like and I play in bars all the time, and I get great response. But right. you know, you kind of have to focus on it, or it's more like you know, paying attention music where, Mesavish, you know, it's rock and roll party. Yeah. We jam out; it's really fun. Uh, so you know, it'll it'll be cool. I'll be doing gigs around by myself, and then at the end, there'll be enough horsepower, enough build up, to get like a nice gig for it to be worth for all the guys to come out with it. You know, and that was the whole thing why I started gigging on my own because such a strain on the group if you're playing every weekend out and there's not that many people coming and yeah. you're asking four or five guys to change their life around for what's yeah. essentially your thing if you're the main songwriter and singer right. well, as much as you know that's what I didn't get it was like it's all three musketeers I want everyone to be equal where really at the end of the day it's like as equal as it is partnership wise it's still like the vision that I can see, I can't ask, it's not right to ask them to dedicate their lives and me to really not be able to give them anything in return. So Right, no, I understand that. It's, it's becoming a nice, a better and better tuned machine as I go along, you know, so. I actually, I can, I can relate to that a lot, like with the, with yeah. the 
the website and everything. Like I have people who are contributing their writing and cool. stuff, but That's like great. Yeah. it's my baby that I'm trying to build up, and it takes that yeah. like you know constant like keep going, keep going. Like the you have to really stay stay with it for a yeah. while. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta not be deterred. And uh, and the other thing is is just realizing that it is like I would always tell myself it was like a selfish thing to, to you know people always are. are is it your band? Do you write the songs? Or that, you know, you just feel like a jerk saying like, yeah, because like my band is like my closest friend. So of course I want to say no. Right. And it's like to realize it's not a ego thing to be like, this is my project. Don't take the you out of the equation, but you know, to it's more taking the response, understanding that it is your vision and right. it's more of the taking on the responsibility rather than like flaunting the ownership of your ideas, you know, and just connecting instead of like, I realized how much I was probably talking myself down being like, uh, you know, no, I just play guitar, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. To really take responsibility for it. And then once you see, you know, the energy, just like we were saying with everything else, uh, the energy you put into it, it radiates. If yeah. you put the time it really deserves and everything you really can into it, people are going to want to do it with you, you know? And yeah. that's that's really, you know, I took a leap of faith saying that. I was like, I'm just going to, I just had to break down the egos and say, who am I to be like, oh, these are crappy gigs. You're not getting paid enough. Not enough people are here. I'm like, I'm going to show up at open mics because I am a nobody. I'm nothing. I'm right. just going to go to every open mic every night that I'm able to. And from there, finally, you know. <laughs> you build, yeah, like, no, I mean, if you're starting yeah. from essentially nothing, you know, if you're building something yeah. from the ground up. For real, yeah. You know, it's not just, it's not just finding people who are interested in what you're doing. It's like building that momentum. Yeah, exactly. And really like, oh, like, oh, this was cool tonight. Well, what are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing next <laughs> week? Like, is this going to yeah. be relevant to me in a month? Yeah, and, and you have to constantly like figure out how to stay fresh, how to you know reach different exactly. people while not losing. You know, I mean, granted, some people do fall by the wayside as you go yeah, along, but like, that's, you know, you correct for that. Yeah, you understand. Out of ten new people interested in what you're doing, you know, maybe one will stay long term. Maybe several will be a once in a while. You know, yeah. And that's the thing to also remember: not all of your audience is always visible. To be like, you know, saying I have X amount of followers, I have X amount of people at this event. Where you realize, like, and now I've been doing what I've been doing long enough where I realize that I've been pretty hard on myself with the amount of people that are interested. And now I have people who, like, you know, we were talking about small world stuff. Yeah. Friends are friends. Actually, a lot, you know, uh, some of the most impactful have been some of my younger cousin's friends that, like, yeah, I recognize a lot of them. But, like, I went to a party over the summer. They saw me and they're, like, literally – you're the guy from the Red Lights, dude. Like, three people came up to me and told me they started playing guitar because they saw our band. And it was like... Really? Man, you know, it, it really is worth putting what you have in. If you really know you want to do something or you're meant to do something, you know. And so, yeah, it's... It, you know, to get back to what we were saying before, it's not really, a, you know, this is mine or anything like It's more just knowing that, you know, you have to, sh you know, you have to show people what it's really worth to say to someone listen, this idea happens to be great, blah, blah, blah. It could be the best idea in the world. And they could get it and totally share that vision. Yeah. It's a lot easier to be like, this is what's up. Check it out. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and again, uh, tying into the original point, you know, being in good shape of good health uh, and good mind helps you just <laughs> put that much more time and focus into it, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, as far as like what you're saying, <clears throat> as far as what you said about the, like beating yourself up with the, the followers and all this stuff, like, you see the numbers, right? Like you see X amount of followers and you, you yeah. know what it was yesterday. It's kind of like, it's, it's almost in a way like similar to looking at the scale. 
Yeah, right? like, it's exactly. You want that. You want your yes. followers to go up, and you want it to be drastic. And if you get ten, like you know, in a week, you want it to have been twenty. Yeah. But like just like you want to lose, exactly. you, you lose ten yeah. pounds, but you want to lose twenty pounds. Like it's, it's actually never it just yeah. clicked now. But like yeah, but you know, you, amazing. I never noticed that either. Yeah. You have this set number of followers, right? And you, you your goal is to increase that number. When it doesn't increase, it can be discouraging. But every now and then, like. Like you said with with your cousin's friends like they recognize you like every now and then somebody will send me a message and it's it, it coincidentally like it's usually at a point where i'm like really getting frustrated yeah, and somebody just cool finds a way out and, yeah <laughs> and it's just like somebody will send me messages and say like hey look I, I haven't shared anything i haven't really like been vocal on the message board or whatever it is but I see what you're doing and I really appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like that's, that's like almost that, better yeah. than like getting, you know, 20 more followers Exactly. because yeah. it's just like, okay, it just, it helps remind you that like whatever that number is, is probably not representative of who's yeah. actually paying attention Exactly. because yeah. some of your followers might've just been, Oh yeah, whatever, I'll follow this. And they're not even looking, but then you have all these other people who aren't even on Facebook, who, who, right? Who, are like who have come yeah. across what you've done. And it's like, and especially you know, you're at a bar. Music resonates with people, so I think yeah. what you're doing is kind of is like that makes it really. I think it's a like inherently, it's a good way to connect with people. Yeah, you know, the rhythm's been you know probably one of our first inventions. You know, it's just <laughs> a pattern sonically repeated. Yeah. You know, uh, definitely, I think cavemen were able to do that. You know, so uh, so yeah, it's pretty easy to connect with somebody. So yeah, we, you guys have a whole other. Uh, really interesting challenge that uh yeah and that, i guess that's part of the fun of starting it you know right it's <laughs> fun it's fun at times and other, other times it doesn't yeah. seem as fun but it's you know if you yeah. know what you want to do and you what what you want to accomplish with it you just kind of you gotta keep going Put with your head it down yeah exactly and uh you know what we're doing right now you're you're doing the exact same thing I did with uh promoting my music again i i after years of struggling and being kind of disgruntled I really sat down to myself, and again, you, you truly ask yourself, what can you do more? What can you do better? And it's like, well, I try very hard. I try, and, and again, like a lot of times, a frustrating thing you can think to yourself is, I'm trying to do this harder than any anyone else I know. Right. I see other people not even trying hard as me, getting more success quicker. Yes. I don't like know if you see that. YouTube it's my story like, of my life. Yeah. Like the viral stuff and all that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And it's just like, it's, it's very discouraging. But then you ask yourself, like, well... What am I offering that isn't already out there? Just put aside if what you are doing is better or or not compared to other people doing the same thing. Right. Say like I have to offer something new to the table, something fresh, something exciting, something to really stand out. That sounds really general and obvious but to really come up with something, that's why it's an obvious question because it's – a great one to get the answer to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, I started – when I started my Instagram – I started painting like around the same time. I always drew and colored and blah blah blah. You know, mostly sketched. I had a hard time coloring things in because I'd always mess it up and be upset. <laughs> uh, and I just did album artwork for like a little thing I was doing, and uh, it got a bunch of likes on Instagram. Okay. And it became a whole other entity, and now I'm like full on, like known as an artist, nearly as much as a musician, which wow. to me is just the coolest and so fun. Cause it's like, and, and again, I got like a fresh perspective, like you were saying, with not sure. 
you, you don't listen to that many podcasts because you want to do your own thing. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. Like I know about art, I like art, but I wasn't seeing what was going on contempor contemporarily, uh, or you know what, whatever. And I I started melting crayons as like my main thing, you know. From there, I I I like had a flashback when I was a little kid. See, it's always been with me. I've always been this way. <laughs> uh, putting in like. Um, like a cookie thing, like a, a baking sheet to make cookies or muffins. Okay. Putting a bunch of crayons in one of those when my mom went to like make something and it coming out looking like, like a Reese's peanut yeah. butter cup, but of psychedelic multicolor, like the melted wax. Okay. And then what do you do with the, like, do you color that with that or? Well, like... when I was a kid, I would just melt them and color with them. And right. then uh, as an adult, I, I realized, well, if you melt, I use a coffee machine. So I take a jar, like of like a baby food jar or something, small jar. Okay. And, uh, I'll chop up like several different colors of crayons, you know, like a chef, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Throw them all in there. I'll turn on the coffee machine and it melts them. You know, they made a wax, so they melt after just oh, five yeah. or six minutes. Huh. And I'll take them and uh, while they're all liquid, I'll take them and right away just dump them. And I'll, poof, psychedelic tie-dye splatter. That's right. And it dries like instantly. Yeah. And I, I do – I don't just exclusively do that. I paint with other stuff. But I also uh, – with melted – sometimes I'll like hang them over and drip them over and that's – Kills my thumb. I gotta, yeah, burn the hell out of my open fingers. flame. That's gotta be uh, yeah. a little bit rough. <laughs> I suffer for my art, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah. the passion. Not so anyway, really. yeah, and and so it's really amazing the turn, you know, and especially now whether we were just joking about how uh, how long it's been since high school, starting to enter that next phase of adulthood, I oh, guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a big drag for me, I mean, anyone who's a musician probably, uh, you hit 27, you know, that whole thing, oh, yeah. all the musicians that die at 27. Kurt Cobain, Janis yeah. Joplin, like, and the it's whole, yeah. like, who really gives a crap? I don't really care. It's still, it crosses your mind, right? It's, it's got to be like on the back burner, like subconsciously, yeah. like, like right. it does come up, people joke at you about it, and it's like, it's so funny because to me it's the opposite. I feel like I didn't even start for real until like 28. So it's yeah. like, wow. You know, also times were different when most of those people died. They had a record deal and we're all suited. Now you have to be the record company. You have to be the manager. So it takes years and years more of experience in just the way our world works. Now people live longer. We have more complicated <laughs> technology that takes longer to figure out. Yep. When you think about it, there's a real formula behind it. And it's, you know, the older generation which there is a grain of truth to, you know, the classic kids these days things, tell yeah. me how we're all lazy. You know, that's true. Maybe our generation has had a lot of stuff handed to it and has been a little, uh, like, lazier. I think just a small percent maybe it's, like, on top of the real thing is just the world is different. Things we it's, do now take longer to understand. It's so. totally different. If you think about how complex – and I'm not saying – I don't – obviously I can't relate. I don't know what things were 40 years ago, 50 yeah, years ago, yeah. 60 years ago. But – like the all that you have all these complex things the world is connected like everything is connected yeah in in ways that has never been before like yes, you can exactly. you can reach literally anywhere in the world yeah it's, like it's you can have followers yeah. and it's that's so cool but at the same time like that's an enormous amount of responsibility yeah, like you're not just worrying it, yeah. about your immediate circles and the people in your community your yeah. your community is literally the world and yeah. it's, you know, you're not competing with however many hundreds or thousands of people are in your area. You're, you could be competing with any of the 7 billion. I mean, granted, you have to take out for age and all the children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, you know, still a lot billions of people, of people <laughs> technically, if you think about it, could be yeah. competing for the same thing as you. And it's yeah. how do you, while it might be easier to do some things because we have the technology yeah. at the same time, like 
standing out yeah. can be that much harder because exactly. everybody, you know, everything is changing so quickly. And if you don't, pick, you know, if you don't pick up on it, yeah, you yeah, get exactly. lost in the in the shuffle. And so much of it is like, how do you stand out? How do you exactly? What yeah. like you said, what do you bring to the table that's different? Yeah. Exactly. It takes time. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, time and location, you know, sometimes waiting it out. Sometimes it's coming up with that missing factor or aspect that you don't have. But yeah, it, people, uh, you know, just looking at the bigger picture is the main thing. And it's it's really daunting. It's, it's like when people talk about the universe and how giant the whole universe is. Yeah. And most people, when that comes up, which in my conversation is pretty often, people usually have a pessimistic response and they say like, oh, I can't even think about that. It makes me feel so pointless and insignificant. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? To me, like, yes, it can be daunting. And to say yeah. there's six billion people out there and I only have 10 followers. At yeah, this point. Right. <laughs> and, you know, at the same time, yes, that's true. And that is like a little depressing, no matter how optimistic you are. At the same token, though, to be connected and to really, no matter how small of a part, to still be a part that is connected to this whole thing. To me, it's an encouraging thing how big the universe is because I'm like, that means I'm not, I don't want to say per se insignificant, but I'm so small in comparison that I could completely, everything could just go downhill 100,000% and it's still, the world is going to keep turning, nuclear fusion is going to happen on the inside of right. stars, billions of light years away, completely unaffected. <laughs> So to me, it's kind of freeing. And with that, like, and, and to relate that to social media and being connected to the world, it's like, oh, there's so many people. How am I going to get it? And then there's that random email. Once so, like, I got an email when I first made uh, one of my batches of stickers for the astronaut stuff. Um, some lady in the Philippines, like, obviously using some translator. Yeah. I would much like to please to have your stickers for on my laptop, you know? And it's really? Like, Oh my God. So that's like, that's so cool. Man. You know, again, it's like, there's the 6 billion people and, uh, you know, you worry about the numbers and it's like, you really realize it's, it's not just the connection. It's the connect, the type of connection that you, yeah. you know, and well, yeah, the fact that there are people on YouTube who they're like these influencers, right? These social media influencers. Yeah. And all they do is just record themselves living their lives <laughs> no seriously though like yes, they, exactly. they're right there playing like video games somebody was saying like there's this guy who who was playing uh call of duty he yeah just, he yeah. just interacts with his followers by playing call of duty he records it and he has 20 million it's a followers. whole like subgenre right. of and it's like, like youtuber yeah. this dude sits in his house and plays video games for a living and kills it makes six figures or more than that, Isn't that terrifying? and it's like you know you see that kind of stuff and it's like, well, here I am, you know, you're putting, you're trying so hard. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to take away from, I'm sure there's effort that goes into the, you know, what yeah, those people of course. do. Yeah. And, and I give them credit because like they figured out a way to get paid for basically just doing what they do on yeah, a day to day yeah. basis. And I think that's awesome. And I think that's like an ideal that a lot of people see and they, they want to be able to attain that. But yeah, when, really. the reality is like, it's such a small percentage of people that are going to have that to complain I don't have all those followers then I look and in my own personal thing it's like well look at the music I'm making yeah. all the music I'm inspired by yes it's not very really you know I love the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and all but like a lot of the music that really really speaks to me and that like I'm of the vein of it's very like selective specific type of music that does not appeal to everyone a lot of the stories of a lot of the guys I listen to they struggled, they starved, and then became like respected after their time or later on or got a lucky break out of nowhere. So, you know, again. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to be sitting there playing video games, well, that's going to appeal to 
every male under the age of 12. <laughs> right. Ever. Exactly. You know, yes, in the entire much. world. So, yeah, you're going to have 12 million viewers. They're all going to be 12-year-old kids, though, like nearly exclusively boys, you know, and that, and that's the thing. It's like, well, I could make pop music and I could play techno, you know, you know, nothing wrong with techno music, but right. I could play like, you know, the popular types of house music and play to like a packed club. Right. Or I could do this incredibly strange music that hybrids classical music and rock and folk music and like, who the hell even listens to folk and classical yeah. music? So it's like the fact that and, – and, you know, for that to really – and it's easier said than done to say that to yourself and then to really, really understand that, you know. And again, look at the – and exactly the same thing with your thing. Look at the age we live in. Fast food culture, fast food nation, all that stuff, you know, uh, bigger, faster, cheaper, and better food, cars, and everything else. Yeah. We're we're on the outside, you know. We're, we're special selective groups where – the, we might not get as many numbers, but when we do, at, at least at first, but when we do, it's the people, you're going to have people who are very passionate about yep. what you're doing and are going to be very passionate about, you know, finding out about what you're doing, you know, and the same thing with me when the people who do, you know, the other day it was another uh, really, really amazing and encouraging moment when, uh, like someone mentioned that like they had cried at one of my concerts, like, oh, it's so beautiful, man, I shed a tear and then someone else over it. And three people were talking to me about the times, yeah. plural, that they cried at my concert. I was like, so I like, think I shed a tear. I've been to hundreds of concerts. I think I shed a tear maybe three or four times in my life. Wow. Not like I'm such a tough guy, but to be honest, no, you know, I, I, I mean, actually like had a tear come out more than like half a dozen times maybe. So okay. it's really like, okay, you know, you just, it just takes incredibly longer and incredibly more amount of effort than you may imagine, which sounds like that, that, that's a bad thing. That's a lot of work. But you see the payoff, and yeah. once you see the payoff, it's just amazing, you know. So. I th I think especially like when you're trying to, and it depends on what your, your your goal is. But if you're trying to reach people on a deeper level, yeah, your music is you're giving people an experience that affects them somehow. Like it's yeah. really it resonates with them for, yeah. for somebody to be moved to tears by by the, the by the music you're oh, creating yeah. right like it moves me to tears yeah and like would you would you trade that for yeah yeah you know like and i know that sounds that kind of sounds a little bit cliche like would you trade yeah. that for the world no i wouldn't trade it for the world but like no but it's i'm really like you know you always say that on principle and you you know even when you do feel it part of you is like yeah no i you know i have what i have and i'm happy i am who i am i still like to be a better version of who i am you yeah. know and it's like the second astronauta album like I, I released it and i had about a dozen concerts and radio before and it was like a very strenuous you know things went okay like show performance wise and everything but it was just really grating a lot of pressure on myself i, I overbooked myself just to the extreme okay and i was very discouraged at the end of it because i didn't see a lot of immediate like you know it's not like i broke the charts or anything right and i was going to take a few weeks of a break to cool off and from that huge amount of work i did I got automatically, after me saying I was going to take a break, the next weekend I got offered two gigs, a Friday and Saturday, as direct results. Like someone saw us and said, hey, man, you'd be perfect for this thing I'm doing Friday and we have a spot you want to play, you know? So, okay. wow, that's the payoff right there. And yeah. then the people come in and then from those concerts, I got three other gigs. And, uh, you know, again, it's just to see the snowball run. Right, like you know, the ripple effect, right? Like one drop creates yeah. this yeah exactly and you get what you put into it for real uh it's you know and of course it's not 
always a 100% of a science. You'll do hard work, and you won't always see it happen. Right. And that's the thing with sticking to it, the hanging their posters in the elementary <laughs> oh, yeah, schools. The cat in the tree. And yeah. that's why not everybody follows their dreams, and that's why not everyone's doing what they love, because it just takes, like, as hard as you can imagine ever possibly being, it's about ten times as hard. And I'm not even, like, talking from, like, Mr. Success, I should write a book on my success. Like, no. I still have, like, a backyard's worth of people coming to my concerts at most, but it's, like... Again, to me, it's enough where I'm doing it on a small... It's all in-house. I'm all... I do my own art. I do my own production. I literally burn and decorate the CDs on my own on my laptop. So it's like, again, you find that select group. You find out what that what appeals to that group. And again, you just stick to it and you just... You really put your heart and your soul into it. If you're doing something that you're literally dying for... And people saw me, I feel like... Yeah. Uh, it wasn't just because of how amazing I played that they asked me to play again. It was also the... This dude is just going from state to state with his car full of stuff by himself, like sleeping in his car. He's obviously something's wrong with this guy. You know, <laughs> he's going to say yes to me if I ask him to do something. I got to make it worth his time. And of course, not always. I'm not saying like, you know, sleep in your car and people feel bad and take you in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, let's... You know, again, though, this, you know, I, I'm getting a little more and more faith in the universe as I get older. Like you're saying, it happens to come when you're the most stressed out and the you lose the most amount of like faith in what you're doing yeah something happens to like shine a light and tells you to keep going you know so yeah i gotta tell myself i believe in it otherwise i can't make it to tomorrow so you know i hope it's true (laughs) i mean i feel like for a lot of people i think i think almost anybody can relate to that pretty much unless unless you've had the most fortunate life like exactly (laughs) yeah but like waiting it out sometimes can be the most difficult thing to do exactly because yeah. you, you especially if you're coming from like you you see a little bit of success and you you enjoy it and you're like okay that's awesome this is gonna this is like it's about to take off and then yeah you fall back a little bit and it's like oh come on like what what happened to that momentum and and to you know it might change again in a day it might change in a week it might yeah. be months before anything changes it for you but like that in between period of like waiting for that next wave of momentum yeah, to pick up it can worst. be like excrucial yeah excruciating that's not a word excruciating right yeah excruciating i like better though so we keep that yeah it can be excruciating though but then when it picks up yeah and it's it, really it, magical <laughs> it's always like it's always like that hindsight being 2020 it's like all right you can go through a crappy couple of months and be like ah oh, this is I don't, I don't know what i'm doing and then exactly when you fall back into it or like something just breaks your way again it's like all right you know what it makes sense now and it's it's yeah. hard to while you're in that the down period or like in your yeah, little man. funk or whatever it is like yeah. it's hard to ride that out in your day-to-day life like how many people if you if you were to go up to somebody and say like hey would you like to be healthier how many <laughs> people are going to be like no I'm, I'm good i'm i'm as healthy as i could possibly be yeah. like people like having you, more people say yes but not actually care or do anything is another thing to remember well, too but that's the thing like <laughs> i think the majority of people would say yeah i mean i yeah. want to be healthier but getting to that point where you're like all right things haven't always gone my way like i, I gained a couple pounds or i did this this or that like you got to keep it's the same mentality like you have to at the very least you have to keep going with it you have to keep trying like yeah, I, look exactly. at me like i'm I'm promoting health, but am I the healthiest person? No, no way am I the healthiest <laughs> person. Like I, I struggle with my weight. I have, um, you know, I, 
I was diagnosed with OCD when I was eight year old. So I have like mental oh, health, you know, I've, I've been dealing with mental health stuff. Like it's a, it's a constant everyday struggle for me. Does that mean, does that mean that I'm unhealthy? Does that mean that I'm the healthiest? Like, no, I'm somewhere in between and I'm always, I'm always trying to be a little bit better. I'm, I, yeah. there's always something you can do and it's not, it's not just eating. Like, yeah, people are going to, people focus on like the diet and the exercise and that is really important. Like it's one of the most basic things you can do for yourself is to eat well and to, to be active. But there's so much more that goes into it. You said, you said the other day that you were like trying to be healthier. What do you, what yeah. do you mean by that? Like, <laughs> well, um, a few years, it's kind of been an ongoing thing that I would, you know, like basically everybody gets with it, you know, where you put it off for way longer than you realize. Um, mm-hmm. The main thing that started just besides the getting old and seeing your metabolism slowing down is, uh, uh, you ever get a canker sore in your mouth? I probably yeah. have. They're like these little, everyone always confuses them with, um, with cold sores. They're not herpes or, okay. or anything like that. Um, oh, no, you know, whatever. Uh, but, um, you know, they're just basically like these mini ulcers that happen in your mouth. Yeah. Not like about half the amount of people I ask about them have like, they get them once in a while. I would get them really bad, like a mouth like a dozen of these horrible sores in my mouth and they're mostly brought on by stress and like a million and they're not even exactly sure what causes them okay. of course figures everything that's wrong with me they have no idea what it is right so uh but really sugar and in general a crappy diet um kind of feed them and you know makes you more prone to them and i would like fast once in a while like every few years i would go extreme and do like a 10-day fast the master cleanse or lemon cleanse okay if you ever heard of. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I'd recommend it at this point in my life. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful with I had, those. Yeah, I, I kind of stopped. I realized after doing it two or three times, I was like, there's no shortcuts. You know, you, you want something, whether it's good health or fortune or anything else, materialistic or metaphysical or whatever, you have to work for it. And to really get, if you get it from a shortcut, you're only going to have it for a short time if you get it at all, you know? So that's, that's a really cool way to look at that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> pat myself on the back just coming up with that wording right now. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. So I just said, listen, like, you know, I just got to stop eating cheeseburgers all the time, you know? And, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. every, every once in a while is fine. Like, of course. Yeah. Which once in a while, I, for me, I think it definitely feels healthy when I do it once in a while, you know? Um, yeah. So I just shaped up my diet. I, a lot of whole grains. I, I still eat meat. I'm not a vegetarian or anything, but make, maybe like once a week or so, you know? So, and you know, just staying active. A lot of people ask me how I'm doing it or losing weight or getting in shape. And it's like, I say yes to everything, you know, not even like going out for a jog or anything like that. Just, and I play with my daughter, I have a three and a half year old. So I'm sure a good 75% of it is just chasing after her, just yeah, getting off the couch and just saying yes to playing instead that, of playing. That'll be a workout in itself, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it started with like the sore, like the canker sores being fueled by sugar. Yes. And just like the way you were eating, so you decided to just change up your like your eating habits and stuff? Yeah, so the first thing I did right away, I cut out, I was really bad with energy drinks, all types of Red Bulls and every other offshoot, Rockstar energy drinks, probably my favorite. But uh, I just had to stop soda, everything, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, and from there, you know, just like every everything else, uh, the hardest part is just taking the leap to do it or just saying to yourself you're going to do it, you know? And uh, again, I'm not like Mr. Like, I'm not counting my calories or watching the percent of protein I get. Yeah. Um, you know, I take my vitamin. I just eat sensibly. I just, if I, you know, a lot of people, you realize it's like social mores or pressure, you know, you go out to eat. Like, that's how our 
that's how we communicate with each other. What are you doing? You get together. You either go out for to consume something, to go yeah. for a drink, to yeah. get something to eat. So you feel weird if everyone's getting a burger or a giant thing and you don't. So it's like yeah, you're the one eating like the piece of lettuce yeah. on the side. Yeah. So half of it is just getting over like that. Someone might like make fun of you for a second, <laughs> yeah. and then you know what? They stop after you know they start gaining weight. You start losing weight. Yeah. And they stop making fun of you pretty quick. So. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like there is. I mean, I. And I know we didn't really know each other too well at all, at all, really, in high school. But, like, I was a lot heavier back then. And similar to, like, what you were saying, like, my senior year, I decided, like, I got I got to do something. So I, yeah. I, I basically I looked up the nutrition information on, on, like, these websites wherever we were going to lunch. And I was like, how many, like, what am I eating? And it was, like, 1,400 calories sometimes in yeah, different places. Yeah. So I cut out, um, instead of... Fried chicken, I started getting grilled chicken. I stopped yeah. putting mayo on sandwiches, and I stopped drinking soda. And just those three those things. Those three sure. things. Yeah. And I mean, I, I was I started exercising a little bit. I wasn't like, I, I've never been like a, a full-on gym rat or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I've like barely ever stepped foot in a gym in my life. I yeah. just, I'd rather go for a walk. Or yeah. Downstairs, yeah. I mean, like, I, <laughs> I, I started going to the gym a little bit, but it wasn't like, you know, seven days a week and eight, yeah, right. <laughs> like twice on the weekends or anything. Yeah. Um. You know, I would just do like your average workout every few every like cool. a few days every week, and I stopped eating those three things and dr- the, the the fried food, the mayonnaise, and the soda. Cool. And I lost like 50 pounds in four months right before wow. prom. Good for you, man. That's and I'm not saying like that's not obviously that's like extreme, and I wasn't like starving myself at all, but like people were, you know, it was it was like you said, like oh, you're only having one slice of pizza today, like oh, you're. You're having a salad. I actually wasn't eating salad yet at that point. But, you <laughs> know, it's the but, same. Yeah, yeah, like there's that, uh, you know, you like you said, you go out and the idea is like any any celebration, any whatever it is, like any social gathering, not any, but a lot of social gatherings yeah, revolve yeah. around food. Yeah. And yeah. like and like hearty, rich, like usually fattening food. It's yeah. Not, you know, you don't have like a salad party. You have like a barbecue where you're <laughs> yeah. grilling out meat and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It's so it's and you know. The whole thing, there's that uh, Woody Allen thing, everything our parents taught us was good for us is bad for us, you know, milk and red meat, and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, what was the other thing they said? And then the punchline, of course, I forget. But uh, yeah, you know, you're just like, you're used to eating that stuff. You don't think of it, you're like, why the hell am I getting away? I'm not, you know, I'm not eating, I'm not unhealthy, as yeah. you're going through the drive-thru wondering this, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, like taking three things of chicken nuggets. Yeah. And I only like, got onion one rings. Big Mac. All yeah. the fat people I know get two, so. <laughs> do I get onion rings or fries or both? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to exactly. do both. Yeah, so, so, you know, it was just, and then, of course, after that, you realize, like, all the other things, like, you know, I just felt basically sluggish, you know. Most people, you know, you're always talking about the things you'd like to do. Oh, that sounds so cool. I wish I could do that. And it's like, you know, not to sound uh, cliche, but to stop saying I want to and start saying I'm going to, you know. And, again, not even being like I'm going to get healthy. Going out and being active and ha- you get it out of your system and you just yeah. feel a lot less weighed down, you know. And, again, you just you get used to what you put into yourself so if you start eating a lot of granola bars and stuff your yeah. body's gonna want to want a freaking granola bar you yeah know, instead once you get all those things out of you you know so. yeah i mean i think what you were saying about like the these like cleanses and all that stuff i think the concept of them basically is like to uh get rid of all the negatives like the the unhealthy like the fattening the sugary foods that yeah. you've eaten over the last however like whatever recent period of time I think that in itself is important, but to go to that extreme, like you have to be, yeah, you can't, and like you said, like the shortcuts, 
are only going to have short-term results, really. Like, yeah. very rarely will you see someone who does that thing for, like, three days and that changes, you know, they, they, they stay that way. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, the first time I did it, I was 19. So I think my body was, like – I think the first time you do it, maybe, like – it, it may I definitely saw a benefit the first time I did it because at that point there's 19 years of quite literally crap inside of you you know and I'm, I still wouldn't recommend that extreme just like the idea of it maybe yeah after that though it was just you know again it's, it's just trying to fast track like what you will achieve just through being sensible not even cutting out you know the main thing you hear is people saying like they don't want to stop eating the foods they like and stuff but it's like yeah i still eat everything i like and i don't even want it as much as i do like yeah i don't know right now like i, I just don't feel like i have a burger if i have it in me to have a burger right now you know yeah. <laughs> maybe in a few hours I'll well they, you know they say like my, my one of my friends uh actually my the first guest on on the podcast he uh he became vegan recently oh wow cool and you know he like he's been pretty he's I got to give him credit. Like he's been really dedicated to it and he's stuck with it and he's only like made a couple exceptions. Like I think one time he was traveling, he was out in the Midwest and there was like this barbecue place that he had liked the last time he had out, went out there and he's like, all right, I know that he's like, if I can eat vegan, I will. And I might make a rare exception, but like when you, when your body adjusts to like eating vegan or whatever it is like whenever you make that adjustment to go back to like especially if, it, if it's a if it's a healthier adjustment yeah when you go back to eating some of that other stuff you do feel like sluggish and you can yeah. feel the difference and i know like it's hard to it's hard to grasp that concept if you yeah. haven't experienced it for yourself yeah i i get exactly what you're saying yeah like i mean i've been and i've been up and down with my weight like it's always it's always been a struggle and it's always i know it's gonna be a struggle right now i'm yeah. up and i i'm i want to get back down uh, i thought you meant up with oh no no, not <laughs> up, no i mean like my, my weight my uh, weight is up and i want to i want to i do need to lose a little bit of weight um and i'm trying not to focus so much on like the numbers but like yeah how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I, I really stopped weighing myself is when I started really, again, I wasn't even objectively trying to lose weight. Like, I was always a thinner person, but for a few of the years of my, most of my 20s, I had like a gut. So yeah. it was like, even worse, like, well, I don't even fit myself. I got like these scrawny arms, this weird <laughs> pot belly, you know? So it's like, and, and looking at this scale, which just pissed me off. Even when it was a good number, that was down. And I wouldn't even really check it that much. But when I did, I'd be like, that's cool. I see the progress. I wish it was twice as much, you yeah. know, or whatever, you know. And so I just like, again, I, I don't want to sound careless or the opposite because it's, it's, it is the opposite. Um, you know, I felt like the less I focused on that. I, I read one quote. It's like, don't worry about how how much you weigh or how much weight you have to lose or how you look. Just worry about if you feel good. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I was just talking about someone uh, – about this to someone the other day. How uh, I feel like I, I get more hungover from eating – like a big meal <laughs> than I do from like having a few drinks. Yeah. Like what you're saying, every, everything you put into your body affects yourself. We have this distinction in all our culture or society, whatever it is, of this is food, this is drugs, this is you know, liquid, this is water, you know. Yeah. And it's all chemicals. It's all molecules. We're all molecules. It, whatever you put into your body is going to affect who yeah. and what you are, you know. That's funny you say that. I, I took a class in uh... – in my grad program a few years ago and it was like a it was a class about drugs and and the different effects of drugs and prevention and all this stuff and i remember on the first night of that class they were talking about like different classifications of 
it wasn't the classifications of the drugs, but like different, just anything you would put into your body. And and the professor said something to the, to the effect of like, well, do you think food is a drug? Do you think water is a drug? And everyone was like, no, you you need that stuff. And she said, technically, you know, yeah. drugs are anything that alter the chemical makeup yeah. of your body. So right? food food is technically a drug. Water is technically a drug. Yeah. It's it's better for you. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, anything that changes your body chemistry is has you know they all of those things whether it's food water or you know narcotics yeah yeah those yeah. those affect your body chemistry in some way yes exactly so you have to just put the right chemicals into your body yeah yeah exactly and uh yeah so to really realize that and to realize you know having uh, the type of meal you're gonna have is gonna affect your mood maybe not as drastically and immediately as if you like took heroin or something yeah <laughs> well probably not <laughs> probably i'm pretty much definitely not I you know i don't know for yeah. sure but yeah. I, I would imagine no yeah but there's definitely yeah right there's definitely uh you know a link of you know you're feeling better you know physically you're nearly all the time going to feel at least a little better mentally you know just like i feel like i could get up and run around a lot easier again i was never super out of shape in the first place but right. i definitely notice a huge difference just you know i play in a one-man band where i bring three persons worth of material and it's just me plus the merchandise and everything yeah that right there is that's also another reason why i don't go to the gym because my amplifier weighs oh. 60 pounds oh, so like really you're bad. to bring it back to your music would you like have you ever thought of music as being a, a health related concept or yeah that's interesting man because yeah like uh, I, feel, I feel like you see where i'm going with this but yeah because like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's so funny that uh, all this interesting conversation is coming up because i feel like i'm connecting to a lot of this stuff of the last year the last year was like my year in the desert like really breaking it all down and getting in touch with all these things you're saying so yeah, just one of my creeds or mantras or whatever you'd like to call it is everything affects everything else. So it's like, again, to just literally, if you're healthier, you know, just like the pipes in your house are going to, you know, if they're clean, your water's going to be cleaner. You're going to have a better flow of water through your house. Right. Your toilet won't be clogged if there's nothing in the pipes. Very yeah. simple. It's the same exact thing. You know, you could directly relate that to your physical health. Um, same thing creatively, though, when you're outputting something. You know, you're able to focus much clearer if you eat healthier. Like I definitely, and there's plenty of things I do that that uh, that aren't good for focus in my life. And uh, I could definitely say, you know, just just being, you know, and, and it's not just physical health. I know plenty of people who are very physically healthy, super fit, and all they do is obsess over their health. And like, and you know, and that's what I love about what you're doing. You have this whole company, literally called What Is My Health. It is about your health. And that's the thing, it, you, it, it works into the equation of everything else. It's real, you know what I mean? You're not like a lunatic Superman saying like, here's how we get healthy, let's do backflips against the wall, ha ha, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's that's the awesome and good thing about it. So, um, you know, it's the same thing with, with music and everything else. You just, um, and again, like, just like I was saying, the music and the art coincide with each other and the better my art gets, the better the music gets and vice versa. Same thing that like, I feel like the more in shape I get, the more I'm able to connect my ideas to what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've always like been like, have like cherry picked my beliefs into my own weird, like, you know, I don't like to follow anything that's too organized. So it's like a little bit of open spirituality, a little bit of, you know, paying attention to what I eat, staying active, doing what I love. And it's really, you just, at the, at the core of it, you just ask yourself, what do I want to do? Who do I want to be? 
and why and, and what's stopping me from doing that? And a lot of times the better the answer, you know, the more dedicated you're going to be and the more, you know, how many people want to do music, everyone's going to say for love and blah, blah, blah. Or even a perfectly excellent goal and a goal you should have. It's like, oh, for, for my fulfillment, for my create, you know, to express myself. Right. That's the thing. Underline <clears throat> myself. And that should be a part. has to be a part. It has to be about yourself, definitely. It should also be about other people. I want to connect to other people. I want to give somebody, not that I want to be the one to give it to them, just the feelings I felt through hearing music and seeing art and, every, and going to concerts, the experience. If I know I have the ability... If I work hard enough, I will have the ability to do that. That could be my role in this society. That could be the service right. I can give to people to make the world go around and make the world and, you know, a better place instead of just being like, well, I want to be a rock star because I'm good at guitar and I want to do that and not work. Yeah. Definitely that's one of my motivations. Hell yeah. yeah. But uh, the real motivation is I want people to get interest in music. I want people to be inspired to pick up instruments the way I was and I want to just – make people feel happy no matter what it is so yeah <laughs> so yeah being healthy you know it just keeps the instrument in tune you know Continue on to hear part two of this episode.